Introducing the champion, fighting out of the red corner, he is a brawler, standing 5 feet 10 inches tall, fighting out of Harlem, New York, USA, presenting the podcasting champion of the world, Ryan the Disruptor. What's up, Rebels? Hope you're having a great week. Bonus episode today with my friend Dallas Jenkins, writer and creator, director of the TV show The Chosen, right now on VidAngel, vidangel.com. Before we start, this program is brought to you by Trinova, amazon.com slash Trinova, code word rebelpod. 20% off everything they sell. We've been using the all-purpose cleaner and the dish soap, and I've been using the foam cannon on my car. Love their products. I think you're going to love them too. People go, why is the code Rebel Pod, not just Rebel? Because of Amazon. Amazon makes it six characters or more, and Rebel's only five. So code word Rebel Pod for 20% off everything Try Nova sells. Dallas Jenkins is on with me today. We talk fatherhood, we talk workaholism, we talk the chosen, and you are going to enjoy this. Uh, the sound is a little bit different. I recorded this live at the National Religious Broadcasters on my phone, so if it sounds a little different, that's why. But I really like Dallas. He filmed a ton of new material for my dad and I's program, Building a Family Legacy, and I got to know him a lot better there. He has a high standard for quality when he does any filming, and I really appreciate that. Great guy. Without any further ado, here is Dallas Jenkins on today's edition of Rebel Parenting. Hey, what's up, Rebels? I'm here with Dallas Jenkins, and we are at NRB. Uh, It's been interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, you and I are, I think, are children of NRB because our dads, you know, my dad's Jerry Jenkins, the author of Left Behind Books. Your dad's James Dobson. NRB, all these conferences. This is, you know, I, th- I think you probably tagged along with your dad a few times to things like this growing up. Yeah, me too. And so uh, coming back here now with actual products or things that we are now talking about, it's a little bit surreal. It is very surreal. And for those that don't know, NRB is National Religious Broadcasters Convention. Yes. I wish they changed the name. I can't stand religious broadcasting. Yeah, it's so it's it's very old fashioned. But uh, look, it's still a place where a lot of people gather to like, definitely and, and mm-hmm. there's great people here. And uh, but yeah, it for sure takes you back to uh, to olden times. Yeah. And older yeah. people. <laughs> well, and and I like what you said. It is. It's so surreal because for three days I've been talking about rebel parenting the whole time. I've never had my own thing right. to pitch at NRB. <laughs> I've pitched my dad's stuff. Right. I've done family talk. I've done his film series. I've done so many things. I've never talked about my own things. And so it's been fun, but it's been like, I keep thinking, am I supposed to be doing this? Like I'm, I feel a little guilty You're doing right, it. Right. And then, how's the chosen? I mean, it's been so well received. Yeah. So you and I talked what was it a little over a year ago mm-hmm. when the, mm-hmm. the the short film that I did was out there and people had the opportunity after watching it if they wanted to invest in the series. And at the time we talked, I don't even think we'd raised anything yet. I think we were still kind of in the early stages and yeah. you'd seen the, 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 the short film and, and liked it. And so there was buzz building about that. And now we're a year later. And at the time I never, I, I was thinking we're gonna crowdfund you know, it wasn't even my idea, but the idea came up of crowdfunding The Chosen, mm-hmm, this multi-season mm-hmm. series about the life of Christ. 
and the idea for crowdfunding came from the guys at VidAngel. Okay, before you go any further, yeah. I got to ask, you know, you start crowdfunding and you think, okay, if we hit this number, we're going to make it. If we hit this number, I'll be really happy. Right. What was that number for you? Well, if the, you were like, man, if we, if we hit this number, I can't believe it. Yeah. Well, when the idea first came up, I, I would have said if we would have hit a million dollars, I wouldn't have believed it. I mean, crowdfunding is, in my mind, it was always, you know, friends of mine I'd see on Facebook saying, help crowdfund my project. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to reach 15,000. We're at 600 right now. You know, can we, that and was, you're never going to hit 15,000. Right, right, 600 exactly. was a pipe dream in right, the first right, place. Exactly. So that's, that was my bias against it. Um, so I would have been blown away if we hit a million. Um, so then when the short film started to get some attention, I thought, okay, I would be, I would be thrilled if we hit 5 million. That would be amazing. The all-time crowdfunding record was 5.7. Yeah. And so I thought, if we hit 5, that would be unbelievable. And I can make a good show for, for, of eight episodes for $5 million. Uh, as we sit here today, we raised over $10 million from over 16,000 people. So... Whatever number you, it's you, so yeah. much. When you say what right? number was that, it wasn't this number. That was not the number I was ever dreaming about. Uh, that that we would shatter the crowdfunding record and that there would be this much support. And what's funny is, in December, around mid-December of last year, we were sitting on I think around six million or so. We'd made the first four episodes because we decided just to go ahead and, and produce yeah, the first yeah. four with the first four million. And just hope that more would come in for future episodes and it was going slowly and i just thought you know what we just need to put a deadline on this because i can't keep fundraising anymore this is ridiculous right it's, it's time to produce time yeah it's a time to produce and market this show so let's put a deadline on it january 6th that's our deadline no more whatever we have whatever mana god provides that's what we're going with there you go and we ended up at 10 million and i think just putting the deadline on it like got and then the news started to pick up on it so so uh, being here at nrb with a project, uh, the first four episodes about to be finished and, and debuted, and you know, ten million dollars total uh, available to us for this project has been mind blowing. Totally, totally. All right, I got to switch gears for a second. I'm a big Gary Vaynerchuk fan. I like sure. you know the entrepreneur lifestyle, Tim Ferriss, the whole deal. Raising ten million dollars kind of puts you in a different league. Uh, you know, shooting the first four in the series is a full-time, all-consuming job. Getting ready for NRB and debuting, you know, the first episode here again. What's it been like to try to still be a dad, still be a husband, be an intentional parent? You brought your daughter with you. I mean, yeah. what are the things that you've had to do? Was there a time where you were like, whoa, I'll just throw myself under the bus. It was about a year ago that I started thinking, I'm, it wasn't a year ago, six months ago. Right. I work all the time. Yeah. I'm, I'm putting the kids to bed, I'm going back to the studio. I, Laura goes to bed, I get up and write some stuff. Right. Uh, on the weekends, I'm constantly checking my phone. I'm, I'm kind of hitting the studio, doing a couple more raps, and it started driving me crazy, and I just thought, I miss, I'm not even happy anymore. Right. I'm, not only am I not happy, I'm not fun dad when I'm with my kids. I'm constantly thinking, right. well, I gotta keep working, and I finally had to make a break. Friday afternoon, I'm done. I don't yeah. do anything all weekend long. I don't even think about it all week. We hit fires in the fire pits. We ride bikes. We, you know, I'm not a perfect parent, but I'm back on going. I want to hang out with you guys. I want to play video games and right, bake cakes. Right. And what was it? Was there ever a point where you were like, I'm all I'm doing is working. All I'm doing is fundraising. All I'm doing is producing. Yeah, it happened. Um, I mean, anytime we're shooting the show, 
like so when the first four episodes when we were shooting i was basically gone uh from home for about a little over two months yeah yeah which yeah. is and, and i and when i'm gone i'm gone i mean i'm when i'm making a show it's 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 16 hours a day yep and my wife actually we we've tried to do projects in the past when we were shooting, for example, near our home, where I've actually been staying at home mm-hmm. while I'm shooting, and it doesn't work. Nope. Like it's like if you're gonna be if you're gonna be here, you need to be here. So we can deal with it. If you're gone for two and a half months, we can deal with it. We're gonna come visit for a week at a time, and you know, but like we can do that. But we can't do this, you know, half cocked thing where yeah. you're here but not here. So so there's that. So as you know, and I'm sure you've been through this before, and you saw it with your dad. There are times when. It's kind of got to be. Dad has to just concentrate on something for two months, and That's it's right. a big project. Yeah. But if that starts happening too often, and in the in between times, are regular, like like your normal resting pace is is uh, you know working like a regular guy. Like you, you and I are probably pretty similar. A little bit ADD, a little bit you know yep. wanting to to work at all hours. Um, if that's how you are in between these big projects, you haven't built up the the. The chips. You don't have enough. You haven't made enough. I don't like this term usually, withdrawals and deposits. But you haven't made enough withdrawals to earn the right to get away for two months. You know that's what I right. mean? And so that's mm. what was happening. Is my wife had an easier time during those two months, and our family was managing it. But when I got back, things weren't slowing down. And so I think any good husband and father, sometimes you can't always. It's impressive to me that you got to the point where you were saying, "I don't enjoy this." I don't usually get to that place. I usually need my wife or my kids to poke me or I need to I need I notice how they feel sure because sure I I if it was up to me I could have a tendency to look I love my kids and my wife and I want to spend time with them all the time but I'm very much a scattered kind of person like mm-hmm. I'm very much a like let's spend an hour together and then I'll take a break to check my phone and then we'll spend an hour together I'm not good at the long term six straight hours however what I am pretty good at is reading the signs, reading the tea leaves. Sure. And when I can sense, and I think this has been the cause, I think husbands who don't do this uh, have, have faced a lot of struggle, struggles, is looking for those warning signs. Something's off. She's starting to pull away, or she's starting to get a little bit more frustrated. My kids are starting to make little comments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, dad's gone again. Oh, dad, you're on your phone. Like those little side comments oh, of like, yeah. well, of course he's checking his phone. And you, and if how you respond to those little comments is going to dictate the future of your relationship with your kids. And so I did get to that point. It was actually just a couple of weeks ago where my wife was saying, yeah, this ain't great. We got to we gotta figure this out. And so we came up with, you know, again, some of these hard and fast rules. For you, it's I'm turning the phone off on a Friday. I'm not, you know, I, or whatever it is. I'm, not, I'm, I'm concentrating on the weekends. Mm-hmm. For us, it's more about daily routines. Like after dinner until, you know, Amanda falls asleep, that's my wife. I, I am. I, I'm. I, the phone's not in my hand. No, nice. So she's cool with after she falls asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but she'd prefer again, and I prefer if I'm in the room with her. Even when she she falls asleep fast. So sometimes we argue about that. I'm like, <laughs> what do you need to be in the bed with you for? You're, it takes you two minutes to fall asleep. She's like, it just it's the feeling of it. I get yeah. Great. yeah. So as long as I'm I'm there, once she's asleep, then I've got the opportunity if I want to, because I'm a night owl, so to, to go and work until mm-hmm. you know, two in the morning on my own. But yeah, I'm, I mean, it's an interesting point. I'm glad you brought that up, is that uh, if this show is successful, it's going to be a, you know, it's a, a more than full-time job for several years, and I've got to figure out a way to make sure that I'm not doing things that other people could be doing. Because when it comes to parenting, mm. and, and I, I, no one else can be, and I, I got this from a friend of mine, 
no one else can be my kid's dad and no one else can be my wife's husband. Mm -hmm. But there are other people who can do some of the things that I sometimes think only I can do when it comes to my career. Let's touch, it's, that's super tough too. You know, my dad was telling me about my organization and his, no one loves it like you do. Right. You know, because I would tell him, I, you know, when I worked for my dad, I feel like I did love it as much as he did. And I would say, you know, every now and then when I come out of my office, I want to see someone else's hair on fire. <laughs> right. Like, why are you all so calm when X is going on? And we called like, it sleeping on the floor. Like, who else is sleeping on the floor yeah. for this project? Right. You know, I'm sleeping on the floor. You know, it's, it's the metaphor for staying up all night, mm -hmm. working in your office. He goes, yeah, so that's the same metaphor. Who else is going to care about this as much as I do? Right. The answer that, is no one. And that leads us to want to control every aspect and right. not delegate things. And I think sometimes, especially you with this a project of this scope, there are things that you're like, if I did this, it would be better. Right. And I can't because it'll make my wife, it'll make my marriage or my family worse. Right, right. Oh, that's a great, that's a great point. I hadn't, I hadn't, I hadn't thought of it in measuring in, in, in those terms. But um, yeah, I, my dad has written several books uh, and your dad has obviously as well on parenting. Mm -hmm. And um, his, he, he, he did one book that was about um, regrets about people that, who've had regrets, and he uh, it was a, it was an article it was based on an article he was writing, where he interviewed a bunch of people who were dying or who were in their in their late in life, and he's like, what was your biggest regret? And he said, to a man, they all said, I wish I would have spent more time with my family. Oh, all of them said that. And when you're saying that at the end of your life, mm. it is too late to fix it. And you and I worked on a project together with your dad talking about some of the the building a family legacy stuff. Right. And one of the things your dad kept harping on it was like. Like, do not regret this. Do not make decisions that you will regret later. Like, yep. get that right now, especially you husbands and fathers. Yep. You better not miss this point because when it's too late, it's too late. And that haunts me, man. I mean, that haunts me. And uh, if, especially you and me, whose, whose dad set such great examples and not only did that, but also wrote books on the subject. If we can't get that right, yeah. shame on us. And so uh, on this show, it's, it's, uh, it's really been... Uh, I've, I've made decisions at times that weren't necessarily great for the show where I've said, guys, I can't be there for this or no, we have to cut it off here because I have to uh, be there for my kids right now. And I remember that I was actually doing, I did behind the scenes videos. Like if you check out the chosen on Facebook, yeah, yeah, you'll yeah. see all behind the scenes videos that totally. I did from the set. It's actually pretty cool. And uh, one of the, our main rules is authenticity. So I'm, I'm always going to be up front. And there was one day on the set where I did a video and I was crying and talking to the, to the viewer and I was saying, I'm missing my daughter's big volleyball game right now. She's having a state tournament volleyball game, and I'm here on the set, and I'm missing it, and I'm getting texts from my wife, and I'm and I'm tired, and I'm sad, and I'm upset, and I can't do this again, you know. And and see, watching that now, when I watch that video, I'm like, I, that was an example where I didn't really have much of a choice, but that needs to be like the vast exception to the see, rule. I was gonna yeah. say exception to the rule. Right. Totally, totally. Yeah, that's interesting. I was talking to uh, some people about kids, and we had Kay Wills Wyma on the broadcast. She's got a book called Not the Boss of Us. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about, like, chapters called uh, I Love You Too Much to Argue About Your Homework. <laughs> interesting. It's like, wow. And she brought up this concept where it's you've got to do what's best for your children, not what everyone else is doing. And yeah. I started thinking about that because she let her, her junior in high school was getting ready to turn his college essay in at 11.59 and 59 on the day it was due. Right. And she looked at it and it had no punctuation and no capitalization. <laughs> right. It's like one giant run on sentence. And right. she goes, this is how you want to turn it in? He's like, yeah. And she's like, okay. 
And what she knows is there are a lot of parents out there that not only will write their kid's essay, but they'll get a professional editor for it. Right, they'll right. go to classes. They'll right. they'll have all these things like that you've got to do. And it's like, but if I don't do this, it's going to put my kid at a disadvantage. And I think it's the opposite. If you do those things, oh, yeah. you're putting your kid at a disadvantage. And now we've got this school admission scandal sure. of kids that didn't want to go to college. Right. And their parents were like, no, 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 not only are you going to go, but we're going to cheat to get you in. Right. And it's not doing their kids any amount of good. And now, sadly, I guess, those kids are losing contracts. Those kids right. aren't influencers anymore right. because of a decision their parents made. Right. Yeah, and that's the key is uh, when I'm doing the show or what any, like every decision that I make, not only for my career but as a dad, has to be made with my kid's future in mind. Um, my job, when I, you know, when I face the Lord someday, my job, I'm not, he's not going to really care about what I accomplished. Mm. He's going to care about who I poured into. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I, I gave you these children to pour into. And, you know, yeah, great. I appreciate that show you made. I appreciate that movie you made. But, like, your kid is missing something significant that you had the opportunity to give. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. that's something that I don't want to experience. And so... Uh, every time, you know, you, you, I'm sure you've heard this phrase or used it, but, you know, when you're when you have a four year old, you're raising your 16 year old when they're four. You know, yep. you're, you're basically making those decisions now. So I've, I've made plenty of mistakes. But but um, like my son right now, he's 17 years old. He's going to go. He's going off to college in a few months. No way. And that's what's hitting me, too, is I'm going like when he says to me now and he's like, hey, you want to you know, stay up later and watch this together? Or do you want to? You know, and I talk to you about something or whatever it is. And I'm in the middle of something. The decision to say, yes, son, I will go talk to you is a lot easier than it was mm. a few months ago because mm. he's, he's going off to college soon. And then, and then I go, why, why, why is it easier now? Like, I, 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 so it know, feels like the finality is right there. Yeah. And so now I'm like, right? oh, gosh, I, I better do this. And I'm like, I wish I didn't. I wish I would have been more like that, you know, two years ago. Yeah. You know, but look, I, I, I did pour into my kids. I did have a great example from my dad uh, on how to do that. But but yeah, all of these moments that it's the little decisions that start to add up. And so it's that moment when, you know, you're texting someone and, you're, and your kid comes up to ask you something. You say, hold on a minute. Yeah. And then you forget that they were asking you something. That's not a huge deal. That's not like a cat's in the cradle situation where they're going to end up yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, on the streets because of that. But that leads, that gets you more, you start to become more comfortable with making those little decisions and, and choosing, uh, you know, the small thing that, that that's that just a, death by a thousand cuts, just little moments yeah. that you're forgetting yeah. that, that uh, and so the show for me, that that's a big decision of when I know I'm going to be leaving for two months, but we're, we're right now we're, we're in the decision of, you know what? where we're living is not ideal for our family if we're going to be shooting, for example, in Texas. So I'm shooting, you know, I live in Chicago. And if this show is successful and we're doing this long term, we need to start moving. We need to start thinking about moving to wherever this show is because I can't do this where twice a year yeah. I'm gone for two yeah. months. It just yeah. can't be possible. Mm. So those big decisions matter, but the little ones matter too. Totally. I, I, it hit me so hard the other night. My son's 12. Yeah. And I, I have watch, a 12-year-old too. Yeah. I was watching YouTube. It was like midnight. I shouldn't have been up, but I was still watching right. you know, clips right. on YouTube. Right. And I heard him get up and go to the bathroom. So I went upstairs just to make sure he's okay. And he walked out and I was just struck at how tall he is. Yeah. Like, there's my kid. Like, right. you're, you're, 
you're almost as tall as your mom. Right. And I just thought, when did this happen? Right. Like, what did I miss? Like, right. I see you every day, and I missed this. And, and I, 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 this, I, I hate doing this because it makes me sound like oh, I'm this loving, you know, but a dad. But I was hugging him, right. and I was like, you got so big. Right. And he was like, Dad. <laughs> right. like, but you did. You got so. And yeah. I just thought, you, you can't miss this, man. Like, it's so soon. Like, you know, right now he says, I want to work with Dad. I want to do what you do. I want to be with you guys. And in the next six years before he turns 18, that could all change. Right. He might drastically be like, dude, I don't want to be anywhere near you when I'm 18. I'm just, I want that to be true in six years, but I can't bank on it. And if I can't, I got to figure out how do we spend more time together? I love what you're thinking. You know, like, are we going to move to Texas? It's not a really a place I thought about moving. It right. wasn't really something I want to do. But if I'm going to be there that much, well, then maybe for this season, right. we'll be there for a while. Yeah, I can't. I, j I just can't get to the point where I look back on it and go, why didn't we just move? Or why didn't we just, I mean, just yeah. that, that feeling yeah. of, of, of regret is just yeah. something I just can't face. I just don't want to, I just don't want to get to that point. Mm. But yeah, it's, it's all about like what we said a few minutes ago is recognizing those moments. And you got to a place where you were saying, yeah, I'm not happy right now, and I got to make a change. For me, I didn't get, you know, I didn't. I guess I'm not as uh, as self-aware as you are, but I, you know, I, it took my wife a little bit of prodding. But but I I got to that place of when though when you face that moment when your wife or your kids are looking at you and saying, I'm not getting enough. I need more from you. Yes. Yeah. What yeah. do you do, and do you justify it and say, mm -hmm. well, you know, listen, son. This is what how adult life is, and sometimes you know it's it's not always ideal. You don't always get what you want, but uh, I need dad needs to do this, and uh, yeah, I don't want to say that more than you know once totally. every couple of years. You yeah, know? well, I don't want to switch gears too hard on this, and the new series is amazing. It really yeah. is. I've been doing interviews with Neil Harmon all day today from VidAngel. I yeah. love it so much. They they just released my dad's latest film series with me in yeah. it, Building a Family Legacy. You can find that at vidangel.com right now. Right. And you're doing something amazing. You're letting people see the very first episode for free, regardless if you have VidAngel or not. Right. How do they find that? When does that start? Yeah, so uh, the chosen first four episodes mm -hmm. Um, are available uh, Easter week, and but you can watch episode one for free, like you said. So, on it's going to be out on VidAngel in the fall. So you'll be able to like people who have VidAngel or people who want to sign up for their free trial of VidAngel and just watch all four episodes for free if they want. They can do that in the fall. But what we're offering is this kind of new release window where it's like, look, yeah, if you're really yeah. eager to see it, two things can happen. One, you can watch it right now. You can see episode one for free, and you can purchase all four episodes. But not only are you purchasing the first four episodes so you can you can watch them, which we hope is a is a nice thing. Yeah. But you're also helping finance future seasons. Mm. And so I know this is a, you know, some people keep saying, well, why is it on TV? Or where, where can I watch it? Why can't I just watch it on TV? Well, a big TV network didn't finance the show. You know, they didn't make That's it. Right. That's you know? right. So this is outside the system. And so, look, we're not doing this for the money, but the show does need to make the back the money that That's we spent right. in first season so yeah. that we can do future seasons. Mm -hmm. And so uh, so we're offering those first four episodes. They can go to thechosen.tv. So it's www.thechosen.tv. And like you said, whether they have that angel or not, they can watch episode one for free. And then look, if you don't love episode one, you don't want to watch anymore, or you want to wait till it's free, go ahead. Please. Yeah. 
but we know that'll never happen. They'll it's be so, so good. Well, You're for sure going to be like, ooh, I got to watch well, the rest of his. Well, I, ho I hope so. But yeah. but the the ideal what situation. Date, when can you do that? When can you go to the Chosen TV and see episode? Yeah, one? that's Easter week. So it's Easter week. April sixteenth, okay. I believe. It's, nice. it's a Tuesday. Yeah. So you can watch episode one for free, and if you love it or you want to watch more, you can yeah. purchase all four episodes. And then there's all, all other packages too. Like if you want to also get some DVDs, and we have a devotional book mm. that I'm really excited about. My wife and her writing partner and I wrote it. Uh, she did the bulk of the work, but the book goes even deeper into these characters and into the lives of these mm -hmm. people and the behind the scenes and the backstories of these great Bible stories. And that's the cool thing about a multi-season show. So I don't remember, I don't think we've mentioned this yet, but there's been movies and miniseries on the life of Christ. There's never yeah, actually been yeah. a multi-season show about the life of Christ where you can spend the time to get into the cultural context, totally. the biblical context, mm -hmm. the socio-political struggles that were going on, and really dig into these characters. And that's what the book does well. We got this devotional book called The Chosen, 40 Days with Jesus. And so that's also part of some of these packages that you can, you can spend a little bit more money and get not only the downloads, but you can get DVDs to give away. You can get the devotional book. Cool. So we're doing all that. And that allows you to, like I said, not only watch it if you want to watch it now and not wait until the fall, but now you are financing Future season episodes. two. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. We, we want to do this for seven seasons. And so if we're going to make that work, we've got to come up with this model that allows people to get what they want, mm -hmm. but also contribute to making sure that we get to do this for a long time. Awesome. Thechosen.tv and vidangel.com. Dallas, thanks so much for being here. Ah, uh, man, I love talking to you. Uh, we've got to do this again. Definitely. We'll do it again. Our thanks to Dallas for being on the broadcast today, for being a good dad, for being honest, for bringing one of his kids on his last trip with me. That was a great time there in California at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. Had a lot of fun. Got some funny stories about it. Maybe I'll tell them later. This program was also brought to you by The Voice of the Martyrs, helping those being persecuted around the world for more than 50 years. Amazing organization. Took a chance on Rebel Parenting. We appreciate them for that. Check them out at persecution.com. Thanks, Rebels. We'll see you soon.